1: When have you gave so much that it enriched your life? I'll say that again. When have you given so much that it has enriched your life? Open your Bible with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 8. As we're going through the book of Corinthians, Paul's writing to Corinth here. And in this chapter, he's talking about giving. And specifically, he is talking about giving of money, giving of funds, giving to the work of God, giving to the church. Amen. But ultimately, when you give something to somebody, or you give it to the church, or you give it to a missionary, or to an evangelist, or to our ministry, to Crossbound Ministry, you are ultimately giving it to God. What did Jesus say? Jesus said as if you've done it unto the one of the least, it is as as if you have done it unto me. And he goes on to say, even if you give a cool cup of water, I'm here to tell you, there's not one of you the sound of my voice that couldn't afford a cup of water. He said, you will in no wise lose your reward. Every one of us has something to give, but first and foremost, God wants you. He wants you to give yourself to him. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse number 8. Look at your Bible with me. The Bible says, "And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work." Paul here is talking to the Corinthians and he's saying, isn't that an amazing statement? Just listen to that. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you and i'm here to tell you christian that is to you i'm here to tell you church member that is to you i'm here to tell you family and a member of god that is to you god is able to make all grace abound toward you so here you have that promise we have that promise if a person if you if you really want to be genuine generous And giving of yourself and of your time and of your effort and of your money and everything else that you have, if you really want to be generous, God will see that you are given the opportunity to do that and give more, As many preachers have said, you're like a piece of conduit that power runs through. It just comes from God. And it goes through you into somebody else. Amen. God didn't bless you so you could be stingy and keep it to yourself. No, God blessed you so you can bless others. Amen. And that is the greatest blessing of all when you're able to bless somebody else. When you're able to buy somebody a tire for the vehicle so they can make it to work because they don't have the money. I tell you what, that does something inside your heart that is just unspeakable and it puts God's grace and glory in your heart and so here grace is he's, he is using that synonym synonym for as a resources god has made all grace and i hear many times people say well so and so gave me a check or so and so gave me a car this was donated to me that's a blessing and they, they are right that that is a blessing but the real blessings is what god does in your heart the real blessing is what God does when you do something for him or for somebody else or both. Because the truth is, like I said, when you give to a ministry, to a church, to a person, to crossbound ministry, to an evangelist, whoever, when you really give it to them, you're really giving it to God. And can I just say that's how we should look at everything many times many times i've given something to someone i think man why why'd they do that why why'd they do that with that if i gave them a vehicle or gave them this or gave them that uh, and I, I think within myself now why, why would they do something like that but the truth is i've had to back up and me and my wife had long discussions about this see when god lays something on your heart And you do what God tells you to do. No matter what they do with it, God is still going to bless you for it. Amen. Why? Because you are doing what God told you to do. Now, when it gets in their lap, when it's in their hand, what they do with it, if they don't obey God, that's between them and God. I did what God told me to do. Amen. I was obedient and that's how you have to see those things you are giving it in the right intentions and the truth is i didn't give it to them people i didn't give it to so-and-so brother this brother that no i gave it to god and that's how you have to see it and when you give it to them let all the strings go don't tie one little string attached to it no sir no ma'am or you got your reward now when you give it you fully give it it's over it's done don't even mention anymore it's all theirs because you have given it to god so if you want to give god's going to make sure that you got something to give he most certainly does god doesn't need your money god's got plenty god doesn't need your cars or your finances your connections god's got plenty he's got them all as a matter of fact but god is able to make it to where if you want to be a giver god can make you a giver god is able to supply us with resources so that we will not only have uh, sufficiency with our own self but so that we can we'll be able to share it with others and we have with others an abundance to every good work hey we can give to them. And God gives to us, and we give to others, and we give it back to God, and we give it to the church, and we give it to so-and-so. Amen? And there is such a blessing in that. Most people, I do believe, will never truly understand that statement, that even the world says that it's truly better to give than receive, because it's what it does in your heart. Amen? Notice the alls in this verse. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. All, it says. And it says, having all sufficiency... In all things. Now that is quite the statement there. That God, listen, God, is has, He has all grace to abound toward you. He is all sufficient. All sufficient in what? The Bible says, in all things, everywhere. Top to bottom, left to right, A to Z. And one, two, three. God has it all to give god can put it in your lap so that you will give so you notice the alls in all that verse and that is a deep statement you say well i don't have nothing but talk to god who has it all you say well i don't have no connections talk to god who knows them all amen god can open all the doors and many times doors will open where you never dreamed they would open remember a great big door just attached with a little bit of hinge And it's that hinge that makes that door open. Maybe it's somebody that's a nobody that's going to open up a giant door for you because they're just being a hinge in your life. God has placed them there at the perfect time, at the perfect place in the perfect area where God wants you to go through that door. And they, that person, that hinge, that big door opens on that little bitty person, on that little hinge right there. And God says, this is for you. God uses people. Amen. Will you let God use you? Will you open up your heart to him? Your home, your finances, your things, your possessions, your titles, your friendships. Will you allow God in? Let him to use all that you have? Because the Bible says God is able to make all grace abound to you that ye having all sufficiency in all things. That is one big gigantic statement right there that God's got all grace, he's got all sufficiency in all things all things, every good work. Amen. Every good thing cometh from above. And the Bible says that don't worry about all this, these shiny things and these gold trinkets and the new cars and a big, nice house. No, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. That doesn't mean you're going to be rich and you're going to be popular and you're not going to have any problems. You're not going to have any health problems. No, but it does mean it does mean that god's grace will abound up in your heart amen that you've got riches in heaven that cannot you cannot put a price on thank god for that thank god and, and more so see there's something that's so important god didn't die for gold god didn't die for a new car god didn't jesus didn't die on the cross for four walls in a building and a nice deep on a big bank account jesus cares about people So let me ask you, ladies and gentlemen, what should you care about? You should care about people. First and foremost, to reach your family, amen? So the things that you do, the way that you live, I promise they may live in another town, another state, or another country, but they know what you stand for. They know what you're doing. They don't have to see every detail of your life to know what you stand for or where you're going in life. No, sir, no, ma'am. Make sure that you're serving the Lord, that you're sold out for Jesus. Look with me now in 2 Corinthians 9, verse number 9. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now there's a gift. If God had to give a poor person something, what better thing to give them than his righteousness? Amen. This verse describes a man who's been generous and, and sowing seed, But more practically in kind deeds, in loving others, in giving to God, in serving God. The pacific kindness in which he engaged giving to the poor as we should. And maybe you say, well, wait a minute, I'm poor. But if you're poor, you can still give to the poor. Did you know that? Maybe you can just give them your acceptance, your love. Give them a smile. Amen. There's something about that. You give somebody a smile, they'll give you a smile back. It opens up a door. I promise you, you got a lot more to give than you think you do. Uh, How about about an encouraging word? How about a thank you? How about your acceptance? Or just a little smile, like I said. Those things mean so much. And so as this person gives to God, gives to those with his kindness, with her kindness, they are a sower. They are scattering seeds for the Lord Jesus Christ. They are doing what? They are laying up treasure in heaven. Amen. They are planting heavenly seeds on earthly ground. They are plowing the ground for the Lord Jesus Christ. And the results of their kindness will endure, the Bible says, forever. His righteousness, whose righteousness? Jesus' righteousness will remain forever. What better thing I say that God could give somebody than his righteousness? How do how You say, well, I don't understand that. This is how you can understand it. When you truly realize you're a sinner in need of a Savior, and you know that Jesus died on the cross, but He didn't just die on the cross. No, the Bible says He laid down His life. No man taketh from me. And the Bible says that He ascended to the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And when He arose, He had the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He arose from the grave. He had defeated it. Do you understand that? He has power over it. Amen? And He's alive today forevermore, the Bible says. When you realize you're a sinner and that you're going to die and you can't save yourself, But you know that Jesus can, and you ask him for forgiveness, and you put your faith and trust in him and the finished work he did on that cross. The Bible says that his righteousness will be put upon you, and when you stand before God, he will see the righteousness of Jesus. Amen. And you will remaineth forever. Your name will be written in the Lamb's book of life. And do you know how you'll get that message across? By helping people, by blessing people. Now, let's just stop right there. Sometimes, sometimes, there are some people you've just got to be blunt with. There are some people, that's the only way they're truly going to get it. That's the only way they're truly going to accept it. I'm not saying that's any in any way giving you the right to be rude or mean to somebody. But sometimes you've got to sure enough tell them the truth of what will happen if you die without Jesus. Amen. Sometimes you've got to get folks' attention. Amen. And it's for a good cause. As I was talking to a very close family member and they said, well, I'm not going to force my kid to go to church. I'm not going to cram religion down their throat. Let me just tell you, just like I told them, if your child winds up in hell, they'll have wished you have crammed religion right down their throat. They most certainly will. Don't feel like that. No, you are teaching and training them the ways of God. Verse number 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 10. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread and For your food and multiply your seed and increase the fruit of your righteousness. So, here in this verse, the illustration of a sower, it's continuing. The same God who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food is careful to make sure that those who show kindness to others will reap those certain rewards. The Bible has promised you, you understand? God never goes back on a promise. And it's a promise of God's word. And some of those rewards are listed. Amen. But it also says that we'll be given crowns, but we'll know when we see Jesus that we're not worthy. And we'll cast those crowns that we've earned at his feet because we're not worthy, but he is. Amen. And so first, God will multiply the seed that you have sown. And that is he will will give greater opportunity for you to plant more seeds and give you more to give as God gives the increase. For showing kindness and love. And when you tell people about the gospel, let me just tell you, you are showing them kindness and love. And it's an amazing thing. You can get a seed and you can plant it and you can water it, but there's one thing you can't make it do. You can't make it grow. The Bible says that some plant, and some water, but God gives the increase. Amen. It comes from God. So when you, when you get, if you get rejected, listen, they're not rejecting you. It may feel like it, but it's not. See, it's up to God. And that very person that rejects you, down the road, somebody they may run into somebody else that gives them the exact same message. And down the road, run into somebody else where they see the exact same message. And they get saved. And God gives the increase. But it started with you putting that gospel message in their ear and in their heart. And praise God for those that will do that. Praise God for those that will take a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ and tell what's right. So the Corinthians were righteous in giving to the saints in Jerusalem, absolutely. And as a result of their giving, they would receive fruit in the way of eternal rewards. Rewards that can't be lost, they can't be stolen, they can't be rusted, they can't be corrupted. No heavenly reward. As God increased their ability to give, and they increased their generosity as we should, so will the rewards increase. But can I just say, let's not do it because for the rewards, let's do it out of our love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 11, be enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. It's certainly clear from this verse, a person never goes poor when giving to the Lord. I can tell you that God sees every act of kindness and, and, in psalms or maybe it's proverbs the bible says that the eye of the lord is in every place beholding the good and the evil god sees it all he sees every act of kindness and has a responsive action god does and the reward is all out of the proportion that you give you say, well, I don't have much. That doesn't matter. Do you understand that? It doesn't matter. The, the widow's might, she gave less money than anybody else there. But God said, Jesus said that she had given more than all of them because they only gave out of the great abundance that they have. But she gave till it hurt because she had nothing and she gave little but that was a lot to her when, when you don't have a lot twenty dollars ten dollars five dollars two dollars when you don't have nothing two dollars is a lot of money and if you give a dollar of that that, that that's like somebody else giving a million dollars it has a lot of money god sees that he sees the intentions of the heart amen And so that's how he will reward you. Don't worry about the amount. Worry about what you can do. Worry about what God has given you. Don't compare yourself to others. The Bible says that they that compare themselves among themselves are not wise. You do what God has called you to do. Don't worry about your neighbor. Don't worry about sister so-and-so or brother this or that. You do what God has called you to do. You give what God has called you to give. Because you know what? He's not going to hold any of those responsible for what he's called you to do. He's going to hold you responsible for what he called you to do. And so here Paul saw the Corinthians growing in the grace of giving. And he gave thanks to God for that. And I can tell you, when you start really giving to the Lord, other people around you will give thanks for that. That will give them encouragement to give more, to do more. Amen? You know, we rub off one another so easily and we don't even realize it. The Bible says that iron sharpeneth iron. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 12. For the administration of this service not only supply the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgiving unto God. So when the gift from the Corinthians was put to work in Jerusalem, it would not only supply the needs of the saints there, but would also result in many people giving thanks to God. Don't you know, if you take $100 worth of groceries to a single mom that doesn't have a dollar, don't you know she's going to be thanking God for that? That's exactly what is going on here as uh, the Corinthians were were put to work in, in Jerusalem. Amen? When you give people are going to be thankful to God. Should they be thankful to you? Absolutely. Sure they should. But if you don't get a thank you, so what? You gave it to God. Amen. And so we've noticed time and time again, the emphasis Paul puts on thanksgiving. Anything, anything, anything that resulted in the Lord being thanked, it was great importance to Paul. And it should be great importance to us. When anything, when we do anything that causes people to be thankful to God, And we should take great notice of that and do it again. I see how much that affected people. I see how that much, how much that helped them, how much it helped their faith. And they are thanking God for it. I need to do more of those kind of things. I need to give more of that, whatever it is. Amen. Encourage one another in the Lord. There is not enough of that in the church we should be encouraging and in loving and helping one another. That pleases God. Amen. Verse number 13. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them, unto all men. There are still other benefits that result from the Corinthians gift absolutely just as you give there are many benefits you might not ever see but it's like a ripple effect when you drop a stone in the lake it ripples and ripples and ripples and there's a lot more than just one it just keeps going and sometimes they go out of sight and you don't ever see them but god does god's got a list of them god's got a note of them and so that giving this kindness would be to them a great proof of the reality of the faith of the corinthians Just as when you give or when you do something, it's a a great testament to the faith that you have in God. And people, just as they were, they would glorify God for the gospel. Amen? Give liberally. Verse 14, in there, and by their prayer for you, which long after for you, exceeding grace of God in you. And by their prayer for you. There's two benefits right there. They prayed for you. And for the exceeding grace of God that is in you. Amen. What two benefits? I love it when people say they're praying for me and they really mean it. and They're really doing it. Amen. I, I've gotten to the habit where I don't, I'm not going to say it if I don't really do it. I know lots of people say that I'm praying for you. And sometimes let's just be honest with each other here. Sometimes you wonder, are they really, or are they just saying that? Cause it sounds good. Listen, don't tell somebody that unless you're really praying for them. Don't tell somebody you prayed for them unless you're really praying for them. Don't tell somebody you're going to pray for them unless you really get down on your face and you seek the face of God on their behalf and their name and ask God to intervene with them and help them. Amen. Make sure that you're keeping your word because God sees that. So exceeding grace of God in you, they could see that. Verse 15, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. What's an unspeakable gift? The Apostle Paul here reaches the end of the section of Christian giving. He is forced, as we are forced, to think of the greatest giver of all, God himself. I've often said it, when you truly love somebody, you're going to give them something. When you love a wife, when you love a woman, you're going to give her a ring. Because you want to marry, you want to spend the rest of your life with, you're going to give her something. It comes natural when you love somebody. And the same with God. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So here, Paul, he thinks, too, of the greatest gift of all. That What's the greatest gift? The Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest gift that God could give to us. He sent his son to die on a cross for my sorry, no good, rotten sin, so that I could be forgiven, so that my name would be written in the Lamb's Book of Life, so that I could have eternal life, so that I didn't have to pay for the penalty of sin in a place called hell. Amen? And he can do that for you, too. But you've got to realize you're a sinner in need of a Savior. And listen to me. I don't care how young you are. You're going to get old. I don't care how healthy you are, your health's gonna go bad one day. You're gonna need the Lord Jesus. Amen. Fall on your face, repent of your sins, turn from it, and ask forgiveness and put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross of the Lord Jesus.
0: I've been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352 247 Nine two zero zero. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast Will you please pray About supporting our ministry And broadcast You can go to CrossboundMinistry.com Or send your support Or a gift to P.O. Box 7 Inverness, Florida 34451 That's P.O. Box 7 Inverness, Florida 34451 For a gift of $10 or more We will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.